And welcome to the JBNI Show podcast. I'm your host of Firehawk. <laughs> Isaac Firehawk Middleton here. You know what I'm saying? It is um, June and wanted to say uh, congrats to all of my graduates out there. Whether you're graduating from college or high school, congratulations. 2019, you know what I'm saying? To all you guys. Uh, one heart journey has been completed. Now it's time to start another heart journey. <laughs> all right. Good luck to you out there and congrats. All right. Um, that is my honorable mission for today is uh, honoring all the graduates that has graduated uh, in 2019. Congratulations. That's an honorable mention. Uh, the next honorable mention is to everyone celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday you know to uh, you. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about Legacies. Uh, Legacies is a TV show. Uh, it's basically a spinoff of Vampire Diaries. If you into Vampire Diaries, you will enjoy Legacies. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> it also has little spots of the originals. If you if you like the originals, they mentioned that as well. And uh, Teen Wolf. So those that is the theme and the auspice. Uh, you know, direction of the show. So if you enjoy any of those shows, you will definitely enjoy Legacies, you know. And Hope uh, is one of the main stars of the show. She has basically three different power sets. She's a vampire, a witch, and a werewolf. So she got got it all. (laughs) And one of the first things the first season end up... uh, trying to combat is Malivore. No one knew what Malivore was and then they figured out what Malivore is and uh, (laughs) Hope, uh, they're trying to basically stop Malivore from coming about. Malivore is an entity or golem that basically kills monsters and he became self-aware so he uh, wanted to continue to exist. Alright. Now, towards the end of the season, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, she basically kills Malibor. Um, However, uh, what was pointed out and what I did notice is that only two of her powers were activated. That's the witch part and the werewolf part, but her uh, vampire part has not been activated. So I'm assuming, and this is my assumption, that it will be activated because you have to die to become a vampire. Um, so she killed herself to destroy Malivore by jumping in the pool. And yeah, you got to see it. <laughs> and so I'm thinking that her vampire uh, thing will kick in now, basically, that she sacrificed herself. All right. Now, moving uh, forward, there's Lizzie and Josie and the merge and them having to deal with that because there are twin witches and it can only be it can only be one like Highlander. (laughs) 
basically one witch will basically kill the other witch and consume their power and take on some of their traits. Uh, a lot of times, uh, I, I think that you know you thought it was the blonde sister, but towards the end of the season, you the other sister portrayed a lot of. Um, uh, how do I put it? Aggressive tendencies as well, because she was lying from the get go and she bottles up all of her feelings. So I believe that that's going to come back or explode out, you know, when you bottle up feelings and all that, you know. So uh, Raphael is stuck as a wolf because in one of the seasons, um, you know, I can't remember the girl name now. Oh my God, what is her name? killed she gave uh, Raphael a ring where he could turn into a wolf and she basically you know Hope Hope Michelson uh, is not a, not around and see when you go into Malivore you don't just die you get totally erased you know so no one remembers you but since Hope was such a strong and main character in the school um uh, they miss her, but they don't know who she is, you know, and I think that's why they're going to bring her back. Landon, Landon's dad. Landon is the one who basically have the Phoenix magic. You can kill him and you come back, you know, Ash and all that stuff like that. And Malivore's son, Malivore created Landon to basically gather up the thing so he could be released onto the world. Um, and in, in it all, part of the theme of the show is magic always have a loophole. And when they went about killing all the witches and the warlocks and all this other stuff, because that's who made Malivore, they were trying to figure out a way they could destroy them. And Hope was all three in a one. And that's the loophole. She's the loophole, you know. Um, going into... Uh, the last part of that is in the school, the, the guy, the only human in the school is the the overseer. And he basically had artifacts in place just in case the students got un, unruly or whatever. Uh, so they, you know, he could get things under control. However, the bad guys use his, you know, basically fail safe to uh, take over the school. And they're going to kill everyone, you know, even little baby monsters. (laughs) Anyway, Legacies, if you haven't seen it, see it is really good. Check it out. You know, the other movie, um, not movie, other TV show I'm going to talk about is The Musicians. The Musicians is, is along the same lines of a type of Legacies type thing, but it's all, is all centered around magic. There's no... Uh, not necessarily for as a focal point, no other monsters, uh, uh, magical monsters, uh, monsters dealing magic or casting magic or something to deal with magic, not like werewolf and everything like that. Not yet, anyway. They have been, the musicians have been around for a while. They have finished four seasons so far and they've got approved for a fifth season. Speaking of which, Legacy has got approved for a second season. This is only their second season. So the legacies are pretty much brand new. Um, the musicians, however, they um, 
have been around for a little while. They've been around for four seasons, and they just got approved for their fifth season. All right. And it, it all surrounds uh, Brick Bills University, which is a school of magic, but for wizards, you know. And it's, it, it, I always, <laughs> when I look at it, I always think about Hogwarts, but it's in the USA. <laughs> it's a Hogwarts-style school for the USA, all right? And, and it has a unique way of looking at things and a unique way of describing things. And, and I, I think you would enjoy it because it creates a very real consequence to different actions that they do. So it's not like everything automatically pans out just because, you know. And so I thought that was really cool. But it also has some really comedic spots in there as well. So it's really entertaining. However, there are a lot of uh, languages in there. Uh, so you, so characters that you would not normally see, you know, Disney type characters that be like, you know, magical types. Um, you wouldn't hear cursing and stuff like that. And the musicians will hear them cussing and all that. And there's uh, simulated sex scenes, which are censored and uh, just this realism to it of them trying to survive in a realistic type world where you have a organization called the library who basically holds all magic at the end of season uh, four. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> and, um, you know, and just so much other stuff going on. And they have like these magical gods that creates these universe because they can. And if they get bored, they can destroy it, you know. And if you were able to kill uh, one of these magical gods, then there's a consequence to it because they have parents and all this other stuff. So it has a lot of different concepts and precepts to it, but I think you will enjoy it if you enjoy uh, magic-based movies like Legacies and Vampire Diaries and stuff like that, but it's in the world of magic instead of in the world of like vampires. Even though in the world of vampires, it did have magic in it. Uh, uh, the musicians don't really, I, from what I've seen so far, and I've seen pretty much all four seasons, they haven't introduced any vampires in there, and they have not introduced any, um, what's it called? Uh, werewolves either so they're pretty much sticking in the genre of magic so all the magic monsters are magical type monsters you know uh, are associated with but it's i think it's worth watching if you like that type of a thing okay now let's get into the gist of the day of today's show uh we're going to be talking about spider-man far from home i know it's not out yet but we just given like an early review on it um Spoiler alert, if you have not seen uh, Endgame yet, you know, because uh, it goes right into it. It opens up in the trailer. It talks about it right away. If you've seen Endgame, you know it already happened and it goes deeper into it because, you know, um, to uh, not Toby, but uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man was Spider-Man's mentor, you know, and it's, you know, if you've seen Endgame, you know that is true and Iron Man is dead, all right? And and they're going about trying to find out who is going to be the next Iron Man, who's going to be the next Iron Man, you know? Uh, and and it's, it's going to be uh, a new 
thing, you know, because it's a world without Iron Man, you know. Um, Spider-Man is going to have to step up. He's reluctant to step up. He has to grieve. He's reluctant to do that. He's, you know, he's grieving, but it's like, you know, people have to handle grief in different ways. And the way he's handling it is just basically uh, put, getting busy, you know, putting it on a back burner type of a thing. And Nick Fury is basically calling him into action, calling him into work, you know, to get some stuff done. And he's like, no, I just want to be a kid for a while. I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. Uh, have a good day, Nick. You know, and Nick, like, I'm not having that. <laughs> you know, we need you. Um, other thing I want to talk about is Mysterio. In the Mysterio uh, comic books, Mysterio is similar to Loki in the sense that um, he will cause stuff and then try to solve it so he can be the hero. He'll cause a disaster and then try to solve the disaster and then try to be the hero in that way. That way. And that's the comic book Mysterio. So they believe, and, and I, I kind of uh, agree with a lot of the people who have seen it, uh, the trailer, um, that Mysterio is lying about something. And of course, Spider-Man is not going to see it because Spider-Man is going to see someone who can take not take the place of Iron Man, but be the next Iron Man, per se. Uh, but once his diabolical plot is revealed, the only person that's going to be able to do something about it is Iron Man. So Iron Man is going to have to battle uh, Mysterio. This is my uh, guesstimation in that. Um, they talked about when Thanos snapped, uh, he tore a hole in the multiverse. And they referenced uh, Spider-Man's Earth as Earth 616. Okay, and which is also referenced in the comic book. And he said that all these uh, villains are coming from that verse, all these different, you know, water type villains uh, are flooding into this verse, what Spider-Man has, Spider-Man and him have to deal with. This is my personal opinion. Uh, the trailer did not say it, but I'm, I'm going to say that I think that either A, Mysterio, uh, lured the I'm not I think that the snap the, the snap did tear a hole in the multiverse. I think that part is true. Okay. But what I think is not true is that um Mysterio has nothing to do with these other villains. They even know him or he either you know planned it so he can look like a hero because that's his thing. You know uh he's lying about something and or, or he has some other uh aspect of, of villainy that he's going to do, which is not, you know, revealed right now, obviously. <clears throat> now, in the, in, the, in the show, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, you know, gets two new suits. You know, every superhero get a new suit in a new superhero movie. That's just the thing. I think that... Uh, his new suit, the stealth one, the black one, I think that came from Nick Fury. Uh, I think that is basically, you know, standard type suit. Nothing really flashy about it, you know, other than like stealth capabilities. Now, the other one, in the trailer, you can see him making it on the uh, little machine. And it shows a diagram and it shows like other suits that he could possibly make and stuff like that. Uh, in that, I think... 
that he, you know, chose that color because that fit that situation the best. And one of the other things he did mention, uh, Tom Holland mentioned in the interview that the, sh the web shooters are built into the suit, unlike the previous one. And it's still high tech and I got all the, it got all the high tech uh, stuff in it. And that's to be expected because it comes from Tony Stark. He, he's a high tech, you know, guru. He's, he's the guy. All right. Um, I think it's Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be a good one. Um, MJ finds out that he's Spider-Man. She figures it out. You know, she's really smart and stuff like that. And then MJ and, and, and uh, Peter Parker and his, his other buddy, you know, they well, he comes in the room. MJ is already in the room. You know, and they kind of have like a conversation. He was like, oh, yeah, she knows. I told her. And then she says, oh, no, I figured it out. Spider-Man leaves. He, I think he has on his black suit, if I'm not mistaken, when this takes place. And then the, the interaction between Spider-Man's friend and MJ is pretty comical because they're kind of like Peter. Who knows Spider-Man better? <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a great movie. Uh, it's worth checking out. And uh, I think they should definitely, definitely, definitely uh, check it out. Um, I'm going to have a friend of mine do his take on Endgame. Not Endgame, my apologies. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, before that, he's going to tell you a little bit about himself. Uh, his name is Matthew. Uh, Matthew, welcome McAdoo to the JB and I show. And uh hope you... Uh, can, uh, the, the, yeah, the thing, the thing. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Hi, my name is Matthew Farden. I'm an actor, voiceover artist living in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. And I'm just very ecstatic, very honored to be on this podcast, basically talking and doing what I do for a living. <laughs> so well, let's just get into it. So I was, uh, I'm originally from New York State. I was uh, born and raised in a central New York town. Uh, right off of uh, the southern coast of Lake Ontario. Uh, when I was in college from 2010 to 2011, I was uh, studying in Syracuse, New York. And uh, after after graduating and basically interning at a local radio station, uh, at that point, uh, my production director noticed that I just wasn't happy. I was, I was having fun. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was being part of the industry. But he knew that uh, my first love was working towards creating voices, doing cartoons, tune and commercial and stuff like that. So uh, upon further uh, convincing me, <laughs> I ended up uh, I ended up leaving that job and uh, applying to the Vancouver Film School. Where there I studied in Vancouver, British Columbia for about uh, for about a year or so, and then I lived uh, as a whole in Vancouver for three years. Had an amazing, incredible international experience of uh, such a such a loving international community there, and uh, basically just helped to open my eyes more, take the blinders off more, so so to speak, and uh, exposed me to more uh, diverse ideas, diverse culture, and it was it was just it was just a breathtaking experience. It was it. it it was, you know, I kind of lose the words to to describe how incredible the experience was. Uh, so after that, my visa expired, so I went back home to the States, worked for my dad. He owns a music store. I worked for him for about two or three years, just kind of saving up money, get you know, getting ready. And then finally, this past year, I bit the bullet and made the big move back to the West Coast 
to Los Angeles to continue uh, to continue my film career. Now, originally when I first came out here, uh, I was going to just focus mainly on voiceover because that's always been my first love, my first comfort zone, uh, and that's the main part of the industry that I, if finally allowed the opportunity to make a full-time career out of it, I, I will definitely be doing that. However, just like as time is, uh, people, you know, a lot of people uh, change their ideas. And just as life, people like to, you know, once they're exposed to more different sides of things, they, uh, the, the, you know, their mind is swayed, their mind is changed. And uh, being involved in such an amazing community of sound designers, writers, production folks, producers, marketers, and musicians, uh, I... I started uh, I started realizing that I, I didn't just want to be in front of the camera and in front of the microphone, but I also wanted to be off camera, off mic, and I also wanted to be involved in the writing process. I also wanted to have, you know, uh, look into producing, creating my own content, and, uh, and basically just getting my hands into the entire pot, uh, so to speak. So now I'm actually with the help of my roommate, who is one of my really close friends. I've known him for almost 10 years, and uh, he, was my, he was my college friend. Uh, we're both writing. We just wrote a reality show. We're also working on two cartoon pilots. And, uh, and yeah, just, uh, just continuing the networking and just meeting such an incredible, uh, an incredible group of young folks, middle-aged, old, whatever, Every ev every age spectrum is welcome to me, <laughs> and, uh, and and just taking everything in and just learning. It's all a learning process. You know, uh, one of my acting professors, uh, he had a really good quote that he told me. He said, "You're never too young, and you're never too old to learn." Uh, he said he was in the industry. He's been in the industry for thirty plus years, and he's still learning. And if you don't open yourself to learn, you're not going to be able to adapt and you're not going to be able to continue to create amazing content uh, through the decades. You know, uh, the most open person is the most well-received person and the most aware person. And I've always made it my life's goal, uh, just as my parents had taught me to uh, be open, be aware, be understanding and uh and and to learn from your mistakes and to also create a platform of 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 better learning so uh yeah i i'm just i'm just really excited to be out here it's um you know just like how a lot of people say the first year is always the hardest uh to adapt to things uh but i was really lucky that i already previously came from vancouver and living in uh in a highly populated area so it got me used to the city life. So, you know, I wasn't out there, you know. These young whippersnappers don't understand the concept of, of, of walking down the street and making sure to, talk to, to not talk to those people down the alleyway there because they might be up to no good in hooligans. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I I already had an understanding and and a, and a gist of of the uh, of the big city life. So within the first couple months, I was able to get my bearings and uh, and things were working out. Overall, it's just been an incredible experience. And uh, like I said earlier, I'm looking forward to the next several years and and the years to come and uh, and, and to see what life brings me. You know, you just got to be open. And so now all that that uh, hoopla and all that backstory and me, me, me is done. <laughs> Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the subject. Um, Spider-Man Far Away From Home. Uh, I watched the trailer and uh, I'm sure just as any Marvel fan uh, got goosebumps at the right moments. And um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm just very hopeful. I really, my, my predictions uh, uh, for the movie are, I really think that Peter Parker is going to, is going to take over. Um, uh, or what I'd like to see is him take over, uh, take over Iron Man's empire, take over Stark Industries. And uh, it's definitely going to be um, an awakening moment for Spider-Man. It's going to be his transition from teenager, you know, high school teenager to, you know, becoming an adult. Uh, he's already taking on such an incredible burden of responsibility, especially since Tony Stark is now gone. And uh, and, and yeah, he, he's still, even you know, still being young. He still has a lot to prove. And uh, and uh, of course, you know, uh, telling, you know, getting the courage. I mean, this is this is the this is the, the irony of that. You know, he's got the whole weight of the world on his shoulders. He just wants to take a vacation, and he just wants to, you know, spend time. It looks like with MJ, and he wants to be able to finally tell the girl that he likes that he's Spider-Man. And uh, on top of that, there's just all this chaos happening, and uh, and you know, and Nick Fury's coming at him and going, you know, you you need to step up. You know, he's just like getting into getting into his face. There's just so many things going on but i like how it encapsulates that that's that's basically in a teenager's head that's like what's going on you're you're starting to transition into becoming an adult there you know your your hormones are going crazy you have this girl that you like or you have this guy that you like or, or whoever that you like and uh, there's just a lot of chaos going on and i think it's uh, all the stuff that's going around him is a perfect representation of like most likely what is just going on in his head and what's going on in the heads of of your average teenager and and i i, I just have you know i'm just going to be hopeful i can't really predict a lot of things but i do think that he is going to like i said before take over the company he's going to take over stark industries and and he's just going to grow and evolve and become the Spider-Man, not just the Spider-Boy. He's the Spider-Man. Yeah, so there's my take. Uh, I really hope that the movie does well. Marvel has been on a roll for over a decade. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just as hopeful as anybody else is. So let's let's see what happens. All right. That is it for the JB and I show uh, episode right now. Uh, we talked about legacies, we talked about the musicians, and we talked about Spider-Man Far From Home. Next time, we're going to talk about some more stuff. <laughs> so stay tuned. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, I am the fire hook. All right, y'all. Be safe out there. Have fun and enjoy your day. Yay, yay. <laughs> You are listening to I, Middleton, Entertainment, Internet Radio. I'm your DJ, DJ Firehawk. Thank you for listening.